that all I need like. What's up everybody? Uh, I'm gonna be quick today, just on break right now, but I do wanna say that this podcast is funded by listeners like you. You guys keep this going and I appreciate it. Um, the best way to support the show would be if you see All I Need Apparel or the skateboards in one of your local skateboard shops, um, please give us a try. That would be epic. Uh, and if you don't live near a skate shop, don't worry, we got you covered with allineedskate.com. This is our portal. This is where we put all our skate content and media, and we have our online skate shop. So you can swoop something there, and that helps support the show and keeps it going. And if you have no dough and you can't support, but you want to listen, keep fucking listening. The show's free, you know, and that's how I'd like to keep it. But um, you guys do make a difference and help me with storage fees and keep this going and, and keeping it moving. And it means a lot to me. So I just want to let you know that um, there's no sponsors except for you guys. So thank you. Uh, our guest today is Aiden Olery, and he has quite the story. Uh, he owns a skate shop. Well, I guess it'd be a bakery slash skate shop because it started as a bakery first. And now he's selling boards and he carries all I need in world, which I'm very thankful for. And uh, he's a rad dude. We actually went down to a shop and dropped the boards off. And I filmed a whole edit that is on our YouTube page. If you go to youtube.com forward slash all I need skate, you can check out Aiden's skate shop bakery. And uh, it's a pretty epic edit. We got a sick mini ramp right there. It's a, there's a skate park attached to the building that he's in, and uh, I really enjoyed doing it. So please check that out. I'll put the link in uh, the description so you can check that out and enjoy the show. Peace. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skaters in the garage. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. First of all, Aiden, let me say uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. It means a lot. Thank, thank you for having me. Where are we right now? I am in Berwick, Maine. Um, in the basement of my house. You got That's the house you were telling me about up in Maine, huh? Yep. That's yep. 
How far is that from Very nice. I'm in the... It's um eight minutes from the bakery, skate shop. Damn, so you're like right on the border of Maine and New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. No shit. There's a suburb between us, so it's, yeah, it's nice. So, for the people listening, I'll kind of catch them up to speed. You own a bakery slash now a skateboard shop. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, thanks to you, now it's now it's an official skate shop. Dude, yeah, I just drove there. I drove there the other day and checked it out, and uh, pretty sick. Maybe let's start with uh, how the bakery came to be. Well, my family bought it from uh, Joan Harlow 35 years ago, uh, 30, 30-something years ago. And then um, my family had it. The last couple of years, it was in the river, and a whole bunch of other stuff happened. But um, we were close to bankrupt, um, lost that, lost a lot of stuff, and then I saw an opportunity. The name was there, so I just took the name and started doing it. And because I had, you know, my mom had ownership of the name still, so I just went for it and did it. And uh, it's been doing it now for two years. One year, I was sharing a kitchen and just did wholesale bread. And then uh, this year, I opened up a cafe and uh, built it up and just trying to nice and slow. And um, now we're going to start selling skateboards, have a whole bunch of skateboards on the wall. And, um, yeah. Why Why bread? What got you into... Because I see you roll your own dough. Like, you're legitimately making bread every morning, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, like, the only thing that I knew how to do for a long time. I mean, I grew up in it. Um, I tried doing other jobs. I've done a lot of other jobs. And it just wasn't as rewarding. You know, it's just the thing that I knew how to do. I do it well. And I can make money at it. I can actually make an okay amount of money at it. <laughs> yeah. And um, it can help me do other things that I want to do. Um, you know, especially like right now with skateboarding. Like, I've always wanted to own a skate shop. I've always wanted to own a bakery. You know, just because I was raised in it. But um, now I have those opportunities from rolling bread. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty sick, man. <laughs> give me give me a little more about your upbringing. Like, you grew up in New Hampshire or Maine? New Hampshire. I was raised in... I was born in Dover, um, lived in New York, Maine, and then moved to Exeter for the most part. Um, second grade uh, is when my parents bought the restaurant. Um, or first grade, yeah. And then lived in Exeter most of my life. Um really didn't leave until I hit around 21 and then um, started going down to Virginia and um, I've been going back and forth to Virginia I did that for 12 years, 13 years um, and now my wife moved up from Virginia or she moved up from Virginia, we got married and now we're uh, pretty settled down because we just bought a house so um, yeah we're, we're here now. <laughs> yeah, that's... He's loving it. 
Yeah, that's sick. I was going to ask what was in Virginia, but you answered that one for me. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, my son was down there for uh, eight years, nine years. So, um, you know, back and forth, you know, trying to keep the restaurant alive, helping my family, um, dealing with my own struggles, um, in and out treatment centers, doing things. Um, but, yeah. What was the, what was the, what was the struggles, like substance abuse? I think we touched on it a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm a, a severe alcoholic. Um, I'm an anything-holic. <laughs> right now, I'm a skateboard-holic. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too, um, me too. I, I, I just bought two this morning. Um, I got a nice, I got a nice up. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. I don't know. I don't even know what the other one was I bought. It's crazy. Um, it is an addiction. Um, but, uh, no, I used, you know, I used to smoke crack. I used to do anything. Um, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, why? But now, what? Why? I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, ra- I was raised around alcohol. My parents were all alcoholics. My family's all alcoholic. Um, you know, ninety percent of my family now is sober. Um, That's yeah, it, yeah, buddy. Little one? No. Yeah, it's a good. Um, but yeah, I was raised. You know, I was. My parents were at a bar all the time. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, like my last years of drinking. I lived at a bar 24-7. Like, that was my social life. I was the first person there, last person to leave. You know, found a way to make it work. Um, and then that got old, <laughs> you know, really fast. Or not really fast. It took a long time, actually. But well, it got old. How, how old are and you? People got tired. 39, 38. What did people so, get? Um, what did people get tired of you? Just the uh, the bullshit that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, I I was homeless for the most part because I was just jumping back and forth from, you know, I was either with my wife and living with her or not living with her. Living, I lived all over the place, and you know, living on people's couches when I'm I'm a I piss my pants every night I drink. Jesus. So, you know. How, how long can you live like that on someone's couch? What was your poison? What's your drink? Uh, it went from beer to PBR mostly to, um, I'd start drinking liquor. It just mattered on what I could do and afford. If I had money, it was liquor. If I didn't have money, it was beer. <laughs> um, it was anything. <laughs> yeah. But, what? um, I mean, I've been, you know, yeah, I've gone to, I've gotten arrested for stealing beer a few times, and uh, I don't know. It's nice not having to live that life no more. Yeah, it's nice that good. it's nice that you can talk about it. Some people can't talk about it still. Have you been to programs and stuff? Yeah, I've done pretty much two years in programs, off and on. Uh, I did the Terrell House a couple times, um, which is a uh, intense. You have to be a it's a prison halfway house in Manchester. Um, and it's severe, you know. If you if you fail there, you go to jail. Or you go back to jail. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, it has a very low success rate, just like at most places do, um, which sucks. I think the treatment plan right now is not the best, but it's hard. It's hard to say what's the best. Tough love, give them too much love. Um, I don't know. Give hand jobs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if giving them places to shoot up is the best place right now, yeah. or if going to prisons and giving Narcan kits to inmates as they leave, saying here, you know, I don't know if that's the best route, but that's the route they're taking right now. Yeah, um, there seems to be like I think the money could be, I think the money could be used much better. Yeah, my mom went to some of those halfway houses and dealt with that shit, and uh, it lingered on for years and years and years. Some of them helped her, some of them didn't. It's crazy because every person's individual and deals with, like, an addiction in their own way. You know, I'm sure they have patterns, but what's good for one might not be good for the other. Like, people are so complex, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I went, I went to, I mean, I went in and out of treatment centers. I donated my, donated my liver, actually yesterday 13 years ago 14 years ago wow I don't know 2004 um 60% of it um partially to stop drinking back then um cause I'm not I was never supposed to drink after that wait you donated yeah. like a part you donated your liver to, to a, like a charity or something gnarly <laughs> Gnarly. Yeah, they um, it was to my stepfather. Oh, gnarly. Uh, he, yeah, and he's a dick too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, no, I, I did it for my mom. Um, you know, she wanted, you know, she loved him, so he was gonna die. He had hepatitis, or he had hepatitis C. Um. Because he, he was a drug addict, too. He was a cocaine and heroin. And, um, so, yeah, he uh, he had hep C. Now he doesn't um, because of that cure, which is kind of cool. I mean, because he would die again from it anyways. Because it would kill the next liver. But, yeah. yeah. No, it was, a, it was a cool thing. How do you make that decision? Are you drunk? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I actually did get shit faced. Um, I was sober for a year up they, up to it. I was in treatment centers for a long time. I went to one which really worked, um, AdCare Hospital in Worcester. Good shout out. <laughs> um, they, um, that place scared the shit out of me. Um, every single day, someone was dropped and have a seizure from alcohol withdrawal, and like that's what was really my problem was alcohol. And that scared the shit out of me. Like, every single day, face first into the ground, and it was concrete kind of floor. You know, it's a hospital. Splat, face wide open, head wide open, and it flop on the ground. And that's when I realized it was real. You know, all before you saw it was very... And I had done lots of treatment centers, but it was just not real. It was just, there. you're going to die. You're going to die. Not... This place was, wow, shit, you're going to die. Yeah, you're watching the bodies uh, hit the floor. <laughs> yeah, no, like, wow, like, shit, you're going to die. Watching a counselor went down one day because 
Like, that's how real the addiction is. Um, but, yeah, it was scary. But I stayed sober for a year, and then the right before the surgery, I got shit-faced. <laughs> but, yeah. How old are you? I was like 22, 23. Jesus. 22. Yeah, good times. Yeah. It's good times. <laughs> how do you, how do you... I know, it's all coming back now, though. Say it like again? I'm having the best karma now. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. When I saw you and I came up to the shop, you just had this enthusiasm and like, um, like everything was new again. Yeah, no, it is. And it, it, it's, it's just crazy. It almost feels like it's, um, like the Truman Show sometimes. <laughs> you know, you, anything's possible as long as you just keep going at it and work for it. You can make things happen. Yeah, agreed. A lot of our struggles is trying to stay sane and, like, get to the point where you can, like, learn how to adjust and be in society. And then, dude, half of it's just trying to find purpose and why you'd even want to work. You know what I mean? Because, like, the whole thing set up is, like, a capitalistic system that just churns up people, you know? Like, people don't have purpose to work unless they find something they love, you know? Just trying to do that. Yeah. And survive to be balanced enough to like know how to do that. You seem like you had a lot of pit you had a lot of pitfalls. It seems like set up <laughs> as a little kid. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it was hard. Um, and I was, you know, I was babied through school. I was walked through it, and um, I, I wasn't held accountable for anything <laughs> most of my life. The core systems up here were really, really lax on me. Um, I don't know. I was talking to someone just the other day, um, and we were going over my record, and they're like, "He's, you know, he's a mixed race person. He's black and Korean and whatever." And uh, he's like, "I would be in prison for the rest of my life for all, all that record right there. Rest, the rest of my life. White privilege. What? I, I mean." It, White North privilege is sad, but if it was. Gnarly. But, uh, I mean, it, it was all political, too. I mean, my family does know a lot of people, and it is a lot. I mean, I walked into the courtroom sometimes. I got um, transporting an open container, right? Two miners in the car, drinking beer, shit-faced. They get arrested. I get to leave. And then when I finally went to court, it was a $50 fine for, for it's a town ordinance because, I don't know, stupid shit. But yeah, court systems are fucked. <laughs> yeah, that shit is fucked. Definitely that shouldn't happen. Yeah. No, it, the whole, at all, all government sucks. Well, it's not, it's, well, my, the whole system seems to, to be focused on using up people, like, using them up and doing them. You can, like, literally fucking sell people poison, you know, like, to a certain degree, and there's no checks and balances. You can be can't attain all the wealth and power in like it's gnarly, you know. Like it's truly a free society, no. which is scary. <laughs> no, it is because I mean they can just build up so much wealth and then just say, "Oops, I'm sorry." Eventually, and then say, "Here's ten <laughs> percent." Yeah, it's ridiculous. If, if you know, if you noticed. Yeah, and it's, if they get caught, if they don't get caught, then they keep it. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's crazy with the prison shit, too, as well. Like, drugs and the demonization of drugs and, like, just locking people up for it to make profit. Even shit that's, like... And then the legal drugs. You just look at the... It's all out there. You're like, holy shit, like, this is obviously profit-driven. Like, you're destroying humans to make money, basically. Like, that's not a good... That's not a good profit. That's not a good business model at all. Like we should, I always was like, dude, you should build people up in the best way. And so you can make, you guys can make money together, you know, like it's so fucked up. Weed, the number one thing that'll save everything. Yeah, but see, that's a prime example, dude, is like they demonize the shit out of it. Meanwhile, they're selling you alcohol and cigarettes. And I don't want to like make the shit like if you want poison, go ahead. But it shouldn't be like. All the additives and just the level of depravity with that shit is so gnarly, you know? And then they tell you you can't smoke weed, and they lock up tons of people uh, in prison for having weed on them. So ridiculous. What the fuck? Yeah. No, it's crazy. No, I mean, for weed. The world's literally upside down, you know? You're, yeah. I, as I get older, I'm like, dude, literally the world is upside down. Like, so fucked up that that's how it is, you know? Like, you hope some progress and change. When you're young, you think about it, and you're like, yeah, it's hypocritical and stupid. But as you get older, you're like, these are real lives. People are getting fucked over from these weird, like, scheme-making mechanisms to make shit ton of cash and have control. It's insane. Well, and it's crazy, just because you can, you can be someone that gets drunk, blacked out, drive over someone drunk. And only serve a couple of years in jail. Because you're not accountable. Yeah, that's insane. That's fucking insane. <sighs> but you can, you can have, you can have like three plans and end up in jail. Even right now, in, in this day, if you're in the wrong state, you can go to a jail for not having the right bandage on it, for this, for that. You know, maybe not jail now, but some states you can go to jail. Easily, for sure, for sure. They're like... <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in pain. That's awesome. Well, I have six minutes, I got three. Nice. One of the one of the first things I did when I started the podcast was I got the medicinal license so I could just like have that to be like yeah i have my license you know nice yeah i have a i have like a i tore my acl like in my left knee and just fucking never got it fixed i like skated through it kind of and uh i don't know i just like told the doctor that and he like checked it out and like he's like yeah here you go i paid like 200 bucks it was in massachusetts i was like nice now i can fucking talk about it smoke it up to so many trees i never grew it but Seems fun. You can now. Yeah, it's called being a caregiver. I don't think you even need to be a caregiver if it's your own house. Nice. Good to know. <laughs> I mean, in, ma in mass, I think you're allowed... You should look it up. I think you're allowed to have, like, six plants. Yeah, I will. I'll Google it afterwards to know for sure. For yeah, sure, we got to know... You, just have to you have to put a bandage around them and put your license number on them. Okay. Because what the problem is they don't want to have... Because every single person's allowed six or something like that. So then all of a sudden you say you have 20 people living at your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technicality, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
but you know, all of a sudden you have 20 people living in your house and you have your whole basement filled with plants and you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> we're a corporation, but we're not. It's just we all live together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, weed's, weed's the, literally the thing that saved me. I mean, I smoke a lot of weed, but if it wasn't for weed, skateboarding, my wife and my kids, and the bakery... Yeah, it'd be a different world. Yeah, I like smoking weed too, and it definitely has improved my life. I definitely take breaks occasionally, like at mo everything in moderation, you know, even moderation. Um, but yeah, definitely helps me. It helps with arthritis, and like it helps with just my general attitude and how I treat people. You know, it kind of gives me anxiety, but it's like a good thing. You know, like it's kind of self-reflective and aware that you're alive and in a moment. You know. What, so, I guess where I want to go from here is, like, you went through all this stuff. Like, did you feel like you were a bad person? Were you a bad person at these times? I was a good person doing some bad things. You were relaxed with um, your ethics, or? <laughs> I mean, cause I, I, mean, I, I, mean I, I was accepted, you know. I mean, for the most part, I mean, at the end, I definitely got pushed out, like, not as accepted, but, um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I was accepted, but, yeah, I would just do bad, stupid things, and I'd push it to the edge, um, you know, growing up in New Hampshire, you know, with Gigi Allen and all, it was, he was a role model, <laughs> Yeah, and doing stupid shit with, you know, um, there was a lot of, like, New Hampshire drunk punks, fucking just, just stupid people to hang out with doing stupid shit. Um, so, self-destructive, though. I noticed this particular... Gigi Allen's a bit self-destructive, though. <laughs> see, yeah, I, I, I like... Yeah, exactly. I, I did more self-destructive than it was destructive um, to others. Well, I mean, I did destroy some other people's stuff, but I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, some of those things sucked. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I really would just push anything to the extreme. Um, I didn't really care. But, um, now I just try to do everything I can, the best I can for everyone, and try to help everyone I can. You know, pretty much, I've said yes to everything. I feel like a bunch of movies put together, like you say, in the sanity thing. I feel insane sometimes. Like, I literally am just like, yeah, I'm just going to say yes to everything. Whatever. I mean, what, what's the worst thing that can happen? Just go for it. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I've, you know, people come in like, hey, can I have a free sandwich? It's like, sure. I give away half my shit anyways, but... Um... <laughs> um which is fun too, but uh, no, it's hard because I mean I have the same customers every single day because where I am in the building, it's kind of like a cafeteria, and then they come down every day, and it's like it's kind of like a bar, you know? It's like cheers. So yeah, how are you supposed to every single day and be like, hey? But I don't know. The bar, That's how I feel. the barter system's nice. Like if you can barter occasionally. And I barter a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, I, my lawyer's in the building. I pay her in cookies. Um, 
there's, I mean, in that building, there's everything. I mean, everyone has to come down and check it out. Yeah, yeah, that building was insane. Like, I, I'm about to work on the edit probably after we finish up this podcast, but I filmed, like, the outside of that building, the whole thing, like, 180 degrees, because this is massive brick building with, like, how many floors is that? Five floors. And it's just fucking yeah, it's five full. Yeah, I mean, it's like a little city. And it's going to be, I mean, it has 60 apartments going into it, and that's not affecting anything that's there right now. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. Last night was the art walk. We do an art walk there every, uh, first Friday of the month. Um, and last night was a really good one. It was really packed because of, uh, Christmas time. So there was a lot more, uh, vendors selling art and stuff. A lot of people love the decks, by the way. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I got it all set. I got everything set up up front now. So, uh. Everyone can see it. Yeah, that's so dope. Uh, I'm super hyped that you would carry our boards, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I love them. <laughs> I'm looking for all some of the older ones now too, and I want to get the uh, I want to get the uh, seafood uh, ones. Yeah, seafood the, vengeance. Uh, I mean, I want them all for a collection also too. So, hell yeah, I'll have to get double sets. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, and I, when you were when I like. I think it was Trembley that mentioned you to me, Chris Trembley, who's a legendary skateboarder. For those out there, you should definitely type in Chris Trembley skateboarding. You'll see some fucking sick shit. Trembley's like a legend to me, and he's in your area, dude. That mini ramp at that park, which is attached to this building that's full of all these passionate people that are doing brands and businesses, small businesses. They have this sick-ass skate park, and Trembley rules, huh? Yeah, Trembley's the man. Um, he, He killed it with that ramp. Um, and the other guys too, but like, yeah, like, and he puts on, um, he really helps out that park a lot. Um, really, really takes care of it and, um, just make sure it gets what it needs. I mean, dealing with Dover, Dover's a hard town sometimes. Um, especially right now, they're, they, they might be trying to fuck with that skate park a little bit. Right where you parked, they're going to be demolitioning that whole hill right there. And making condos, so um, hopefully it makes the skate park better. But I don't know. I just found that out actually just like two days ago. Yeah, they got a wheel. If they if it's gonna fuck with the park, we'll do some sort of fundraiser or some like event where it's like this is our park and we want to fucking do a jam here, you know, like something like that. Because that park is so crucial for people, like. Those kids, man, like, if there's, like, that atmosphere of people listening to Gigi Allen and some, you know, like, for sure they need a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, but I think, I think Trembley has written a clause in there for that park to protect it from the ramp, at least. Yeah. Um, because that ramp is sick. Um, but there, I think there is a clause to protect it. No matter what, they get a piece of land and so much and whatever so you know maybe they can maybe it's yeah maybe they can work with the city because that's what a lot of people end up doing if they're smart if they want to work with the town and it wants to develop and grow it's like for sure the young people need something to do that's like there's no coaches and stuff it's just a free spot you know and it's like there's a lot that goes down at a skate park 
beyond skateboarding, you know? It's just, like, a place to meet up and hang out. Like, I have people from all ages coming to skate parks for different reasons. Like, I... The Edge near me, it's a 30,000-square-foot indoor skate park. It's one of the biggest in New England, and uh, I'm there. I was just there this morning, taught a skateboard lesson, but I looked around. There's, like, all ages of people and are rolling around, skating and doing stuff, and I'm like, yeah, everybody needs this place. In the winter, like, everybody needs this place. People drive from hours because they're like, there's somewhere where I can go do whatever I want on this fucking skateboard. If I want to hang out with people, there's going to be people there. If I don't want to, I can find a corner by myself. Like, shit's like therapy and exercise. It's like, we need a lot more skate parks, for sure. So, if they're smart, they work with the young, the youth, you know? Um, have you seen that the Stratum, right near us also, is uh, opening up a sick skate park? Uh, outdoor or indoor? Outdoor. But it's a like, sick concrete. Sick. Yeah, there's that national like, one. Yeah, yeah, they they are doing pretty good with skate parks right now, which is which is awesome because it was getting scary for a little bit. They were tearing them down. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Putting them back. I know. And then when I was young, they were building the worst ones ever. It was like people that didn't even skate were building them just to like. It's like, dude, if you're gonna make a skate park, at least talk to a skateboarder because they do it. You know, ridiculous. I know. My my park was Exeter, and that was literally made by two rollerbladers that were like 14 years old and it was like it was ridiculous i mean it literally looked like a like you tried to put a fingerboard course together with one of those mini ramped things and put it on your binder (laughs) it looks good on paper but then it's just like no (laughs) you can't land up a handrail onto a onto a quarter pipe edge yeah you're gonna get fucked up bro Yeah, I, I ate it. I got I got stitches off it. I wanted to. Uh, sorry, I wanted to uh, ask you another question about going back a little bit. Do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like you like? Cause you're like the first half of your life seemed turbulent and rocky, and right now you feel like you have something that you're really enjoying and that you love, and you feel like you have everything in proportion. Is that why it all feels new again? Are you like, oh, this is like a, it's it's not self-destructive, you know? It's more like you could build a life, you know? Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, I can, like, instead of destructive and just constantly trying to destroy myself, I can, I've built myself up, and then, I, 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 right now, I really want to help people, um, you know? Any way I can, I've, I've you know tried going different routes and doing different things, but right now I really just want to try to help people um, get past and move ahead. Um, you know, I'm just... A lot of people... I, I mean, I believe my problem was, it was I can't do it. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know? You think you can, and you try, and then you do a little tw- tiny fail... You need to fail a hundred times. Sometimes you get it right off the bat. But I mean, especially with like, you know, with skateboarding, you need to try it and try it and try it and try it. Otherwise, you ain't going to get it. I mean, and if you don't have your heart into it, you ain't going to land it. Um, so, I mean, it's just like everything. Uh, that's how I, I mean, that's how I try to live my life is just everything into it. Um, just do everything positive. Um, try to do everything 
the right thing. Just do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you know, that, that... My name is Earl. I'm Watt, And I just like, you know, Jason Lee's the man. <laughs> and and uh, that motto, though, with uh, my name is Earl, though, is is the motto of mottos, though. I mean, that show is is a, a thing to live by. All right. You know? Just constantly. Just do the right thing. Shit can hit the fan. It's going to suck. But then you just do it again. <laughs> you know? Make that shit right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. As I get older... Yeah, it really... It's AA in a stupid... In a, in a, a, a layman term. You know? Just, just do the right thing. Yeah, but it's fine, it's not, it's just, that's what needs to be said, you know, it's a truth that's, like, almost obvious, you know, like, it's just, you have to remember that, you know? Yeah. Because... I just thought of something, my phone bleeped, that it was dying. Oh, your battery. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I was like, like, when, as I'm getting older, I'm 35 now, and I have more, uh, I can look back at my impact on the world more, I can look at my trail, you know? And I can see now, I'm like, yeah, when I was younger, I came into the world and, like, my parents were fucked up. Like, for real, my mom, like, was your situation where she did all the drugs. She had five kids with three different men. And then my father was in a motorcycle gang and was, like, running wild. And then those two got together and had three kids. And I was one of them. And uh, that lifestyle never changed. My mom was still lost for my pretty much my whole upbringing. And my father was always steady. Like, he always would hold it down and keep us away from violence and drugs. But, like, we'd always end up back with my mom. And court custodies would send us back to my mom. Even though she was, like, seriously on drugs and, like, would just disappear for days, you know? <clears throat> and, uh... But I just came into this world and I was like, this shit is crazy. And I was, like, a wild little kid and I just, like, didn't know how to act. And I didn't have any adults around me for a long time. So... I just, like, kind of watched. And, like, then, thank God, I found skateboarding to, like, put my time and energy into. And, like, my self-destructiveness kind of went into that skating. Are, are you still there, Aiden? I lost you. All right, you hear me now? You got to move back to a better spot, Aiden, where you have Wi-Fi. There you go, baby time. Handle that. A little baby time. That was perfect. Alright, we got disconnected, but I'll come back to him in a minute. I'll finish my story, though. Um, yeah, I just... This world was crazy, you know? And uh, it can make you super ugly. You know? Just out of spite and anger and... Just, you can get really mad at your own life, you know? You can be self-destructive. You can be that plant that's poisoning itself, you know? But uh, the big change is, like, when you can get past that and realize that and you can survive that, and then you can... Uh, it helps you find purpose where you want to do well and you want to grow, you want to flourish, thrive, you know? Thrive, prosper, rise, that type of thing. And... Uh, you want to just, you see how precious life is, and you want to um, try to do the right things, you know, like, not just for yourself, for those around you, you know. The world's so crazy, it's like set up to make us fight <laughs> and be against each other and put dollar signs on our lives, you know, like, human lives are worth more than any coin or paper 
or anything, you know? Like, we should take care of our own lives and then help other people's lives, you know, together. But we got to remember that. It's like that's the thing you have to keep remembering that as you get older. But you can't get jaded and cynical, you know? You got to really be uh, in the moment. And challenges, like he was saying, Aiden was saying, challenges are going to come, you know? You got to practice getting good at... um, that's what work is for, you know, like nobody escapes work. You got to learn to work and work's not always fun because you got to get through challenges are going to come and you're going to have to really work through it. It'll make you tough like leather, you know. So, yeah. And uh, let's try to call Aiden back real quick. He is so cool. This is really fun, too. Let me see. We did it on, like, this new app that I, like, never use. But I'm going to see if I can pull him up. Outgoing. What happened was he was going to check on his baby. That's what it was. All right. Let's see if this works. It's ringing, my dudes. Thanks for sticking with me. That is coffee right there. Hey. Yeah, Aiden. Sorry about that. I got my baby now. What's up, little one? What's his name? This is Wyatt James. Nice, sick name. Yeah. How old is he? Say hi. He is four months yesterday. Well, congrats, man. That seems like, uh... That seems like life-altering. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... He definitely he definitely helps it. My other son also. Uh, he's He's such a big help. He, is, he does everything. How old's your other son? Um, he's nine years old. So, uh, and right now he's like, he's like the same age as I was when I got the restaurant. Wow, crazy. Or when my parents got the restaurant. So it's a lot of the same things. It almost feels like life cycles um, and things like that. Like, it's weird, but... um. No, it's, uh, this is definitely one of the best things that's ever happened to me right here. Yeah, that's so cool, man. So, like, when you're, when you had your first child, did did that, were you doing good? Were you doing good? Were you, like, keeping steady? Did it change your perspective on things? Because you seem like you were self-destructive for sure, you know? Yeah, no, I was definitely still self-destructive then. Um, that, that was definitely still a bad time. I was still trying to find things. And like find myself, and I was putting a lot of blind in people for a long time too. Um, you know, with other addicts and people. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, no, th- th- those years were. You know, that was really hard, too, because I was, I was trying to help my pa- – I was trying to use the excuse I was helping my family, but really I was hiding from, you know, my problems. Um, you know, when I was here doing good, I can't be doing bad things, so I would have to leave. Um, so that was a lot of the problem with the back-and-forth thing and the – I still wanted to be self-destructive, and I could—I can't really be self-destructive around them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that was one thing that as a child coming from the other angle don't don't get me wrong i've made a lot of mistakes in my life and i was an angry little kid who fucked off and did stupid shit that i wish i never did but like a lot of times i avoided it just because i saw my mom and and all i could keep thinking was like get it together for yourself so you could take care of us, you know? Like, she just couldn't get her own shit together. She'd always be trying to help other people and shit, but it's like, you're not helping. You're just as, you're a mess as well, you know? So, I always just, like, trying to tell her, like, as a child, I'm like, you gotta get your shit together. Like, somehow figure this out. Like, you're in charge of us. Like, that, you know? So, that's where that road goes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's where I was. I mean, I could, I could help anyone do anything. I'd stay there, I'd help someone do anything. Build a house, I don't care. For free. <laughs> but when it comes to helping me, it's just like, I can't, um, how do, how do I do this? What do I do? <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. And I'll just avoid the shit out of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's wicked awesome. What's that? Uh, uh, elastic just came up. <laughs> oh, nice. Abort. Oh, 75 bucks. Nice, that's sick, man. That's been going well, huh? Yeah, no, I've been, um, yeah, definitely buying, buying boards. Um, actually, I don't want to tell all my secrets, but yeah, buying all my boards and then, uh, finding sellers for them or finding sellers and then, you know, looking for what's hot and then, um, buying them and selling them and, um, I'm making some good money right now. Yeah, that's cool to um, do that, man. You got to know the history and what's valuable. It's cool to, like, be able to find those things and, like, be able to keep them moving. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, the whole reissue market right now, um, there's so many games with it. And, they, um, you know, companies just trying to, you know, a lot of uh, pre-releases. Yep. Um, like, see, right now with those blind boards, the bag boards. Um, not a big fan of it, you know, I think you should be able to buy the board that you want. Yeah. <laughs> play a lucky lotto. And <laughs> <laughs> have to pay $80 to play. Someone yeah. will, someone will though, for sure. <laughs> oh no, they'll, they'll, I mean, they all sell. <laughs> they all sold last time. Um, but it's one of those, you know, it, and now the people think they're worth hundreds of dollars and then people can't sell them. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bubble created right there, for sure. <laughs> they do that a lot. Um, but then there's boards that have their value no matter what. Um, which uh, reminds me, Jason Lee's um, new releasing his uh, Burger with Slick coming out. Yeah, sick. That's so sick. Yeah, I like Slick. Slicks are my big thing right now. Yeah. Um, I used to have a... Back in the day, I had an alien workshop... It was slick, and I rode that thing so long the slick came off, you know? Like, it had got waterlogged, and I, like, peeled the shit off. <laughs> shit was sick. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I just love slicks. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole nostalgia thing's really a big thing, too. Um, you know? Like, I'm sure if I, you, you found that alien workshop, you'd definitely want it. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have those things and remember them, and just, it's like a trip down memory lane, you know? Yeah. No, um, and that's what everyone's buying. I mean, it's crazy what people are paying, though. Yeah. For, like, I, I get the new boards that are brand new, new stock. I get that they have a really good value. 
but like a beat up skateboard going for a couple hundred dollars or hundreds of dollars. It dumped out me. It's the sickness behind yeah. those boards, though. It's the history and the culture behind those boards that people like are like, "This is iconic," you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that, but that's why I have my boards. <laughs> exactly. You know, I have. <laughs> you know, if you're buying someone else's history. Yeah. That you know, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, like I have a skateboard right now that I'm trying to get. That's my board. Yeah. You know, that was bought for me. That you that actually skated. That, that I gave That I sold off. <laughs> and now it's on back. Ten years later. Um, but lucky, luckily, you know, it's someone I know and I can do it. Nice. Um, but that means, that means a lot more to me than paying hundreds and, you know, thousands of dollars for the, a copy of it. Yeah. Or one that looks like it. Um, you know, that yeah. one my brother bought. Yeah, that's fully connected yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, like I can get paying a lot of money for something like that. But luckily I'm not going to have to. I don't think. I don't know. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have closets full of decks and things that I've just been saving for years. Like uh, magazines with articles in it and like so much shit from just traveling. Like I went all over the world with like Zoo York and Birdhouse and... World Industries, and I just have this closet. My lady gets mad because shit's, like, busting at the seams. But, like, I think about that stuff all the time. Sometimes I go in there, and I just, like, fucking my whole floor's covered in just years of skateboarding. And I'm, like, looking at all the shit, like, stuck in a time warp. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's cool, though, that you have it. Um, and, and, you know, definitely hold on to it because, I mean... One day that'll be an escape museum. Dude, that would um, be sick. That would be so sick. Uh, escape museum, I think they have one out in California. It's like a skate lab. I think they have a museum in there, too. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, there is a few skate museums. Um, actually, I, I just got a message from someone um, that has all of Pusshead's original writings um, for... Uh, Trans world, or, yeah. Oh, sick! That's sick. <laughs> yeah, um, all, all the chief editors' writings for um, all the all the years, and all these skateboards and everything. Someone just contacted me, um, just by reaching out, saying, "Hey, I'm looking for skateboards." Wow, that's wild. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's a friend too, like a closer friend. So. That's right. That's yeah, sick. Yeah, and that's like museum shit. Um, weird shit. Weird shit to come across. Another another thing I was... Luckily, luckily someone held on to it, though, because if someone didn't hold on to it, it wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Another, another thing I was good about hanging on to was, like, my footage. Like, whenever I filmed with, like, filmers and stuff, I would get them to send me the clips. So I have, like, hard drives full of, like, footage from, like, years of skating. That was another one. I always think about that one because... I always think about that one because, like, I see a lot of dudes and they, like, film with so many different people and then they never have those clips, you know? And I'm like, you should hang on to those. That's, like, your effort. That's your blood, sweat, and tears are those clips. Those are the hours and the seconds you've put into, like, something. I was like, it'd be sick to have it, you know? 
I guess it li- definitely. I guess it lives out on the web now if you put it on Instagram, I I guess, but it's nice to have it like collected. Yeah, that, that, that gets altered how they want it. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. You you don't know how long it's going to be out there. You don't only stuff that's out there is what they really want out there. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. I look up information right now. I, I have a hard time finding skateboards that I find. Yeah. And it's like, they're out there. It's a skateboard. <laughs> but it's not something that happened in the last 10, 20 years, so it's not real importance. Yeah. How many people have written about it in the last 20 years, you know, that was put downloaded onto an article. Um, yeah, I mean... If it's out there, it's out there. It's just how long you're going to have to search for it. <laughs> yeah, someone might not have digitized it yet, so there's no trace. You just have to start ringing phone numbers of sketchy people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that VHS you made of me? Yeah. <laughs> Leave him an email send it to him. <laughs> That's sick, man. Well, I'm really hyped that you're doing what you're doing, man. I'm hyped that, like, you found a second lease on life, and it seems like you have purpose now with children and skateboarding and dough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some people don't make bridge that gap, you know? I bet you could tell me a lot. I bet you could tell me a list of people that were in the same boat that haven't come out, and I know I could tell you a list of people that struggle, like, trying to bridge the gap from, like, being young to a functioning adult and... Switching from negative to positive, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely wish I would have uh, gotten the hint a long time ago. <laughs> you know? I always had people pushing me in the right direction. It was just like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then I wish I would have said I was ready a long time ago. Yeah. To, um, even really give it a full try. Um, and now it's, I mean... Like yesterday, it was uh, eight months, a year and eight months. So 20 months sober yesterday. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine drinking now um, or really doing anything. I mean, I smoke weed, but I mean, I couldn't imagine doing coke or anything. And um just on what I could lose, um, what I could end up doing, it's just not worth doing, you know? I, I've played the lottery a lot of times, and uh, I've, I've, I think I've, I've, run, I've run the gauntlet enough. So. <laughs> well, it's good, it's good that you're self-aware enough to know which drugs you can't handle and how to manage, because I really believe everyone's on drugs. Some people... Like, everything's a drug, you know? Whatever you abuse, basically, is gonna oh, yeah. be your drug, like... So, I'm glad that you... Like, I, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. I don't drink have any caffeine, you know? But some people live on caffeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm drinking yeah. it right now, bro. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say, too, we gotta do a All I Need Skate Jam at that park and get Trembly out there, and I'll make a whole edit, and we'll come hang out in the bakery, and... Yeah, no, definitely, and I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about that, and I was um, trying to get some music together, I'll try to, I'll try to get a whole bunch of shit going, Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll talk to Tremblay, I think he's out in Texas right now, um, but uh, 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get definitely get a skate comp going. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll be fun, and that's an easy one we could do together, and it'll be a blast. And that building's full of like people, so we, it'll be cool just to kind of hang out in that area in general. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I'm gonna have to get some more boards really soon. They're selling, they're selling good. Hell yeah, three down. Nice, that's sick, man. Yes, yeah, like I said, when they're done, when you get down to it and you need them, let me know. That'll give me another reason to come up and hang out. Yeah, no, definitely. And then I have to get a new line anyway, so um, yeah, I have to sell this. I found a uh, Barbie Everslick that I'm gonna sell right now. Uh, <laughs> nice, that's sick. All, one. All, all you guys are helping support skateboarding, by the way. <laughs> for real, because all this money is going, is going back into skateboarding, so it's going to a good cause. Um, Everything goes back into my businesses, so thank you, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred. Um, and, and my landlord or my whatever he is. <laughs> Hopefully, a partner, because like I'm sure he wants people to succeed, so you'd be partners. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, and that you know, that, and that part of that thing is he's you know someone that was dealing with struggles. Um, his brother's in prison right now. He's dealing with all his uh, his brother's stuff and. He's trying to come out of some stuff, and I'm trying to motivate him and get him on the right path. And all you can do is really lead by example. Yeah. Um, you, can't, you, can't make, you can't make a horse drink water. <laughs> or, or not drink water. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. That's 100% true. I feel like you have to be an example, because you can't, like... You can't be a pile and justify it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to hold yourself accountable to your own standards, you know? And, like, no one should make you yeah. waver. No one should make you waver, you know? That's like having resolve in your life and strength is knowing that you are, like, you could be capable of the worst things ever or the best things, and then you build up a structure to keep you balanced working on the good things and positive things. That's called having restraint. Because some of us are monsters deep down. <laughs> Not by choice, but yeah. just, like, people just, you know, you can slip into madness if things happen to you and, like... You know what I mean? Like, crazy people aren't... Not everyone's balanced out, and it's hard to stay balanced, you know? We need these reminders, you know? Like, that's why I focus on my... What's that? Star Wars. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Definitely understand... (laughs) Definitely understanding stories and narratives and realizing that you could, like, be the author of your life. Like, I think that's what the general message was of Star Wars. Definitely knowing that helps. Like, uh, you know, when you're born, you're, like, you're young, you're super sharp. You know you can destroy shit or you can create shit when you're young. Like, you just, you're born in this world and you, like, you just test in the waters, you know? Like, (laughs) we seem to forget how powerful we are. Yeah, we seem to forget, like, how powerful we are, you know, and how we have to, like, kind of manage those things as individuals. Like, we affect each other's lives, you know, and it's, sometimes we're not self-reflective. It's weird with the internet and the mirrors. It's like a big mirror to society, you know? Like, imagine if we went to war or there was, like, every time something bad happens now, there's, like, 40 million angles of it. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has these little mirrors in their pocket. It's terrifying. Yeah. No, like, yeah, no. It's, it's really scary to know what's true and not true, and where do we get our news from? Where do we get information from? Yeah. And how they distribute it. It's a scary world. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I hope that people are more optimistic and they want to see like a a more productive, healthy, happy like people living their dreams out, working hard for them, that type of shit. Like I hope there's not a lot a lot of people out there that feel like losers and they're self-destructive and they broadcast it, you know? Like I hope that we could help everybody move forward and transition into like having a, their own business or something, you know? Like crazy world out there, man. I lost you again, I think, almost. No, that's all right, Aiden. Uh, you can hear me now? I can hear you, but the, I can't see you. Well, that's all right. I was going to wrap this thing up, but, like, if people wanted to check out your, uh, the bakery slash skate shop, can you tell them where it is and what the name is? Yeah, it's at the, uh, 1 Washington Street in Dover, New Hampshire. Um, it's the big mill building. Um, it's on the first floor. And it's the Loaf and Ladle Pantry right now. Um, trying to think of a good name for the skateboard part of it. Um, any suggestions would help. Um, my wife said I can't have bitches in it. <laughs> bitches boards and or bread beers. Yeah, I forget now, but <laughs> you can't have that in it. <laughs> Sick. Um, but, uh. Yeah, and then um, we're on Facebook under the Loaf and Ladle Pantry. Um, I'm going to post some more pictures of the skateboards on there. Um, and then, actually, I'll put that on Instagram. Because um, that's a little uh, easier than on Facebook with that. And on Instagram, and it's then, um, what's the name on Instagram? The same? Yeah, the Loaf and Ladle Pantry. Nice. Um, I'm almost positive. Nice. Um, I'm not good at this stuff. I'm new at all this stuff. That's why it took us an hour to get going. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. It's once you get it going and you understand it, it gets smoother, you know. So that's good that you have those locations for people to check it out. So. Yeah. Well, and thank you for uh, the boards and uh, the opportunity to you know do this. Hell yeah, you definitely got to come back on. We got to do that jam in the summertime when it gets warm, and then we'll have a podcast after. Hopefully, it'll be a celebratory, like, we pulled it off. Sick. Everyone had fun. We had fun. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Well, um, I'll definitely talk to you soon, then. Hell yeah, Aiden. Thank you. Last but not least, I would just like to thank you, you guys that actually share this podcast, and spread the good word about it, and keep it moving and helping it grow. You guys make all the difference, so thank you so much. And please check out allineedskate.com. We have the best apparel and skateboards, hands down. Please check it out. If you want to give me any feedback about the show, or all I need, or anything, or you got questions, or you just want to reach out to me, you can always reach out at allineedskate.com at hotmail.com or you can follow me on my social media which is at anthony shetler on facebook instagram and twitter and if you want to check out all i need skate social media and that's what it is it's all i need skate on instagram and twitter and i believe facebook is all i need skateboarding uh once again thank you guys for the support let's keep it going 2017 has been epic 2018 is right around the corner too more shows coming, my dudes.